0: Set aside your fantasy and sci-fi door stoppers. Sometimes big ideas come in small packages. This is Word Less.
1: <laughs> How are you? How are, how'd your week go, Chris? uh it's, it's been it's been good uh, we finally got warm weather in oregon for the first time this year so i've been going out getting some exercise reading books in the sun it's been nice
0: yeah t- but it reversed as of today <laughs>
1: as of today which is why i'm indoors <laughs> recording a podcast today <laughs> but, but it'll are be back saying, next week
0: so are you saying you would have canceled if it had been nice today, <laughs> no,
1: I'm just saying I would have like the windows open and nice breeze if it was warmer,
0: yeah. So, uh, it, 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 as far as my week, it's been just one damn thing after another, <laughs> not in a good way, unfortunately. Oh, no. but this too shall
2: pass. My kids are healthy, I'm healthy, and we all have jobs, okay. so they're there's good things.
1: Yeah. Little things. (laughs) Yeah. I guess the big things, the little things are what's going wrong. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It was really funny because number two son was like, I can't believe this has gone wrong too. I'm like, you know what? When you own a house, you don't actually own the house. The house owns you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tonight, we're going to be discussing a fire in the heavens by Mary Robinette. Cool. I can never say her name. Right. Sorry, Mary.
1: Close enough, I think.
0: This is a short story that appears in The Shadows Beneath, a Writing Excuses anthology. It came out of Jordan Sanderson's podcast.
1: Jordan? Hmm? Jordan Sanderson?
0: Yeah, actually, yeah. Brandon's brother started it. Huh. Not, not Brandon himself. Interesting. Yeah, where he has fellow authors on to discuss writing tips and brainstorming ideas with each other. Mary has been a host since 2011. I'll include a link in the show notes for anyone who is interested. One of the fun things about this anthology is that it includes the discussion that gives rise to the story that you've just read. This collection also includes Sixth of the Desk, previously discussed on this podcast. Oh, Chris, you recommended this to me. Why and what do you think about it?
1: Well, so the first thing I remember when I first read this uh, short story a number of years back uh, was the idea of a geostationary moon just caught my attention as the big science nerd that I am. Uh, so that, that, that kind of like stuck in my imagination mm-hmm. and kind of kept this on my radar. But also it's just it's just a really good story. I mean, is. It got a lot going on like a lot going on for how short it is i think it's like only 30 pages or like an hour and 10 minutes on audio uh and it's really masterfully done by her to fit so much in this short time
2: also enjoyed the stationary satellite
3: mm-hmm.
1: yep um,
0: and i'm not a big nerd. i just thought that yeah. was fun
1: no, it's, it's awesome. And like I think one of the coolest parts is it's actually possible in real life. Obviously not our world, but it's like, I mean, any any world can have a geostationary moon, a moon that stays in the same spot in the thigh.
2: So what I really loved about it, as far as the moon goes, is how it affects the different cultures across the world. Mm-hmm.
0: It, affects, it affects their religious beliefs, and it affects their practices just culturally like if you had a eclipse every single day in your world how would that affect life Mm -hmm. and i thought that was a lot of fun and she does a really good job of exploring it
1: Uh, even down to tech technology uh there's the moon culture doesn't have any lights because they don't need it
0: right exactly it was a lot of fun they also have gunpowder Mm -hmm. which was I don't know if you could put that on the moon. Probably not.
3: And yeah. I don't think
0: I don't think moons make gunpowder, but whatever. <laughs> <It laughs> Which what is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> this tor this story is just puts slide to that, right? How would you rate this book? Like in a one to five.
1: Uh, the book as a whole, or the story, just the story, because the the story. Story. I've only uh, read two of the
0: stories in the book, so yeah.
1: uh, probably. A four I, I, I mean, four four to four and a half, I think is really good. And I think she did a great job fitting a lot into such a short time. But I think also suffers a little bit because it's such a short length. Uh, I think I think it could have stood to be a little bit longer and explore some of its themes and take a little bit longer to go th- into details of what's happening,
0: yeah, I definitely I want to visit this world again. And mm-hmm. hey, Mary. I know you are listening. Could we have another story, please? <laughs> it doesn't even have to be the same characters, just in this world. I, I would, I would give it a four two. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. There was, I mean, I just can't, I just can't give it a five, just because.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it, but it's not, it's not a five for me.
0: Right, right, exactly. So I think that you have prepared a summary for us. Yeah. Unless you have something you want to say before we get to spoilers. Oh no, nice.
1: good good transition. So the the story covers uh, Peyton, a priestess of the five sisters, as she charters an expedition to search for her pe- people's mythical homeland across an uncharted sea. She finds that she finds the homeland and so much more. The legend of the stationary moon in the sky is not just a legend. And there's a civilization even more advanced than her own living there, the Cedish. As Katen struggles to find a translator and learn more about this unfamiliar culture, she runs afoul of the bureaucracy, breaking numerous laws she didn't even know existed, and gets in trouble. She and the crew of her ship are taken prisoner, and she has to lead them in an escape, carrying a vital piece of information home with her, that the Cedish now know there's a land across the ocean, and they're going to invade.
2: So one of the things I found really interesting is I feel like this book is using a lot of the myths of the, let's just say the
0: people, the book is what Islam calls it. So the three major monotheistic religions yep. and a lot of the tropes from those religions. And I found that fascinating and well done. And it's not like, they're, it's not like a perfect copy. Right of one-on-one, it's more of um, just themes that are, are in those religions that I found really interesting and fun and made the story
2: feel real. It wasn't mm-hmm. our world, but it was something we could relate to.
1: Yeah, uh, I think she did a great job of drawing influence from each of those religions without character characterizing it. Right, exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, I also love her wandering around the city. Like, it would be like wandering around the city speaking um, biblical Greek to Greek people <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, like, languages change and they evolve. <laughs> and she's like, I'm speaking this one version of this language I know. Or even and it would also go for Hebrew. Like, was yeah. hebrew and talking to israelis like they right. would be like so confused
1: yeah and she's not even fluent in it she, she knows how to read most of it and even that like you can't learn a language from reading a single book right
0: i actually at one point when i was making my notes i was like oh no now she has to say words that she's never said out loud before yeah yeah <laughs> Which is a real experience for me. I don't know if you've ever had that experience.
1: Oh, wait, there's been so many words. Even in English, you know, like, native speaker. There are words I say that I've only read in books before. And everyone's just like, what? What are you talking about? I'm just like, you've never (laughs) heard No, you're saying that completely wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: I had a friend who very badly embarrassed myself. Or herself, I should say.
2: um, Because she pronounced photography... Photography, because she had never said the word
0: out loud. Which yeah. makes sense if you look at the word,
1: right? Photos, it... photography. photography. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the biggest one I remember for me was a uh, rendezvous, rendezvous, hmm? <laughs> Ron- rendezvous versus rendezvous. Oh I, no, I, I, I never, I've never heard it out loud. <laughs> and I'd only read it in books. I was like, yeah, we, we, we have the have of this. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the,
2: the one that sticks out most to me is Ennui. And I'm just going to blame the French. I mean,
0: it's a stupid pronunciation for that word. I don't even remember how I thought it was pronounced. I just remember being horrified when I said it out loud for the first time.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think Rendezvous is another French.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Fuck the French.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're (laughs) stupid words. (laughs) So I just. I
1: think we're the ones that stole the words from them. (laughs) We.
0: Yeah, English is one of those languages that is basically the people that were living there and then all the weird people that invaded us. And yeah. our language is just totally screwed. And then we invaded everybody else. And so we have words like pajamas, too. I mean, it's just like the most annoying religion ever. Or religion. The most annoying
2: language ever. Yeah. I just love that this is like a quest story. hmm She hires these... Is it fair to say they're disreputable?
3: I think that's a little
1: bit unfair.
2: You think it's a little unfair? You think they're reputable?
1: Well, I, I mean, just because there's one person, one sailor, that's not necessarily above board does doesn't mean they're all.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess that's fair.
1: Although the captain did immediately resort to bribing officials.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he said, so, in fact, picks a town to set, to go to yeah. because...
1: <laughs> their officials are likely to be more bribeable in a big city. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I'm going to say yes, that's for totally reputable. Fair.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> In fact, one of the characters even says, There's a reason why I went to sea. Yeah, exactly. They're not quite pirates, but they're
2: definitely not reputable. Yeah. So they go to this small town. And you got to understand the main character is looking for her homeland. Mm-hmm. And she goes into the town.
0: And this is one of the things I found really interesting. Everybody looks like her. Right. Like or these.
1: or not everyone, but a significant portion of the population. Right.
0: So she is visually a in the majority, right? Mm-hmm. She's been living in something that's visually the mi- minority where she's been from. Right. right. And then she finds out that, yeah, I look like these people, but I actually don't have anything in common with them. And I thought that was a very interesting fact, or yeah. part of the story. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, you get culture shock just from anywhere you go to, whether or not people look like you or not. Right. Uh, but I, I think the interesting thing for me was that it wasn't that she had nothing in common with these people. I mean, obviously it was a completely different culture and religion. But it was the everywhere she got in trouble, it was with the authority figures. Right, whenever she, and, she interacted with just common people, they were all very kind to her. They were all, right. all very polite, and she got along fine. It was only with interacting with the authority that she got in trouble.
0: Yeah. Because she didn't know how to play by the rules, because she didn't know what the rules were. Yeah. And weirdly, it's so this, when we say that the religions weren't um, character, characterized. Characterized, Cara- yeah,
2: characterized. Speaking of English words, I can't say. Um, <laughs> so it's in in some ways, it's almost like she's a Protestant to their Catholic, and that's not a perfect match. But there's kind of that element to it. But also, right.
0: the main people are kind of. She's also got this Jewish element where. She She's trying to return to the homeland or go claim the Holy Land. And I, I really enjoyed that part of the story. Yeah. Or that whole element.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that is a really well-done portion of it. Uh, one, one of the things that, like, when I first re- uh, read this story, that kind of, like, just rubbed me the wrong way a little bit before before I thought about it was, mm-hmm. okay, we, we have our... Uh, Christian analogs, Jewish or Christian uh, analogs, are our good guys, our heroes, or whatever, our protagonists. And then we have our Muslim state that's they're, they're they're the villains of the story for, for lack of a better word, they're they're the the ones causing the problems. Uh, but right. if th- think and so it's like okay, well that's a little bit messed up, that that's been overdone. But if we think about it, it's not the the Muslim People are not the Muslim culture is not is not the pr- problem because like you right. said she talked to all these normal people and they were all very supportive of her they were all very kind and if we go back to her homeland she was ostracized there she's coming back she's searching for um, the the the, fetish, the land across the sea in order to find a place where she her people aren't ostracized right so she's she's coming from. Uh, being discriminated against, and she finds a place where she's not discriminated against, although the bureaucracy does. Right, right.
2: Also, she's kind of badass for a scholar. You got to admit. Yeah. She, the way she gets out of
0: prison, is amazing.
1: Bashing <laughs> someone over the head with a shit bin. <laughs>
0: She's just like she hits him over the head, and then she's just like pretending to be eight. I don't remember what exactly, but she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm totally not from the other continent. I'm just yeah. here doing my job." <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, <laughs> she gets
2: um, all of her people. That here's the other interesting thing: like the the ship's crew is not exactly. Nice about right. I mean, they're they're openly hostile to her, who she is. She mm-hmm. her, you know, but she
0: forms this bond with them, and she goes and saves them. Mm-hmm.
2: And I thought that was so cool, and it's actually so real about how people interact with each other.
3: Yeah. No, it's, it's nice.
1: <laughs> she she tr- she treats them with kindness and empathy. and it's very hard to h- dislike someone who treats you with kindness and empathy.
2: yeah, for sure. I also love that um nobody has ever seen a moon in the main cast.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just really we already talked about yeah, that. Uh, I, I just thought that was so cool.
1: <laughs> just, yeah, I, I think that that. Scene was basically what sparked the story. you are looking at the um the brainstorming notes from the anthology is is Mary Robinette had in her head that that mm-hmm. idea of being the, exploring the ocean and seeing the moon for the first time, right.
0: And it's really funny when you read those notes, which I you definitely should read. Oh, like, yeah the uh, the authors talking to each other, and like one author is saying, I don't see, this is just an idea. I don't see how it's going to go anywhere. It's a setting. And she takes the setting and
2: makes a world mm-hmm. with characters. So,
1: was, hmm? Although, and then, no, it's really funny. I think it was uh, Howard Taylor was just, like, really on the science. Like, how is this going to work? I really want this to be on, like, a... A gas me <laughs> so It's like magnetic fields and they're like, No, no, we have our story, we have our setting, we just want the story and you just really want to get I mean that, that's that's what I would be doing. I know it. <laughs> I really in there.
0: Yeah. So in a way it's kind of odd because your reaction and my reaction, my reaction is I love how this world affects the culture. And you're like, how is it gonna work? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Which is just a just a difference between us and I find amusing. (laughs) Um, I like how the priestess of what you would almost call Catholic saints because they ascend to heaven, but they're not gods. Uh, That was cool. And I like the fact that when they escape, so the world that, her ancestors are from. They don't believe there's another continent. Right. And. She's like. Kind of like a horror movie. Where the monster comes up. And grabs you.
0: At the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? I
1: don't yeah, you're going about your business. You're exploring. And you find a monster. You, you unlock a monster from their prison.
0: No. I was more like. You think you defeated the monster. And then you're like. Oh no. Yeah.
2: The monster's coming for us. Yeah. Um So what was your favorite part besides the moon? What was your favorite part?
1: Uh honestly, I, I think the it's it's still related to the moon, but the the whole uh the whole culture surrounding the moon and um, and his interactions with the world i think was the part that interested me the most And not not just the seeing the moon for the first time but the uh solar eclipses every day right and and as long as they're within a certain bound of a certain um latitude of the world like mm-hmm. close to the equator they're going to get solar solar eclipses every day of the year right
3: which is super cool
2: um Speaking of solar eclipses, I remember when we had the last full one here in our latitude, which was like, what, two years ago, maybe? I don't know. I remember sounds the bad. world. Hmm?
3: Yeah, sounds about right. But yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> I remember feeling the temperature drop. Significantly. in that whole hour period, like the tip, temp... it was literally like you could just
0: feel it dropping. And I wonder what that would do some, to somebody's mentality um,
2: if it happened every single day. Like yeah. noon hits and all of a sudden it's like 10 degrees cooler or whatever. I mean, and I could understand why he would say, okay, now it's time to pray, you know, or whatever.
1: Because mm-hmm. it's, well, it's... Even physically- beyond just religious, mm-hmm. it's just... Super cool, right? You know, it's like people. There are certain people that get up every day to look at the sunset or sunrise, just because Mm -hmm. it's always awe-inspiring and cool. Yeah, solar eclipse is very similar.
0: Yeah, and she even describes
2: it as like, how did she put it? The the moon took on a fiery halo, Mm -hmm. which is yeah, that's pretty much what it's like. Yeah. Um. See other things. I liked. I thought it was a very, despite the fact that it's dealing with all these cultural issues and whatnot, it's a pretty funny book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it's a pretty funny story.
1: Yeah, all the the issues, the languages trying to (laughs) communicate with. An ancient she's, variation. She's
2: like her trying to out was so
1: great. Yeah. And- well, I, I think it's also really fun to leave in uh in in the actual dialogue the butchering of language of uh, the language. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how how certain words are completely misinterpreted or uh all all the grammar order was out of place right
0: and her trying to um parse through pronunciation and she's like oh i think that word is the root yeah. of this word that i know mm-hmm. and
1: with the diminutive so that's, that's uh, yeah that's sheep, but with the diminutive so i guess it's probably lamb <laughs> <laughs> um
2: yeah I, I... Well, there was another one that was really funny, but that's oxtail. part of what matter. Hmm?
1: The oxtail. Yes,
0: yes. You're just you saying
1: oxtail. Do you mean oxtail?
0: <laughs> right, right. That, and I think it's also hilarious that they don't believe that she's from another continent. They're like, "No, you're from yeah. like an island or whatever," right. and, and all the problems it causes her. She's like, "No, really, I'm not from here."
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> and they're like, well, "Oh, I- she's just."
1: Why, why are you lying it's such a small fine that you would have to pay there's no, no <laughs> need to lie <laughs> like, I'm not <laughs>
0: and she, they're like oh she's just backwoods I mean listen to her accent she clearly is just like some from some podunk mountain village or whatever <laughs> yeah and meanwhile she's like this much uh, vaunted scholar <laughs> in her <Yeah>. own world <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm sure that was probably the worst part for her. <laughs> I'm
0: sure, 100%. But you know what? I mean, really, when that's how all of us are, if we go to a
2: culture that we're so completely different from, we're all kind of idiots yep. in that sense. And also the fact that she thought she was coming home and she found out
0: she wasn't coming home.
1: Yeah. At the the very end, she, she, or the beginning, she's saying she arrived at her homeland. Right. She arrived at her people's ancestral homeland. And at the end, when they leave, she says she has to go home.
0: Yep. And I thought that was really poignant and Mm -hmm. moving. So, like, if I I were to go to England, and uh, English culture is much closer to American culture than her culture is to, or the culture she grew up in. Is to this other land's culture.
2: It would probably still feel pretty alien in a lot of ways.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So oh. And and that's with uh, international internet culture giving us glimpses into how other cultures are, without visiting, right? So right. E- even as Americans who have never visited Great Britain, we still know a, a little bit about English culture. About their customs, about their pet peeves, about all that kind of stuff.
0: About how bad their food is. (laughs) (laughs) But they have good beer, so there's that. (laughs) It's just warm.
2: (laughs) I love you, England!
1: (laughs) You alienate your one English viewer.
0: (laughs) Right. All ten of my people are... All ten of our viewers are very angry
2: with me right now for my bigoted views (laughs) towards Great Britain. (laughs) Is there anything else you want to bring up?
1: I think we covered a lot of it.
2: Yeah, It's
1: really a short story. It's like 30 pages.
0: If I realized it was so short, I would have said we should have read another one too. But whatever, we can just have a short episode. It's fine. It was was a really good story. I really enjoyed it. It was. Thanks so much for joining us. Tonight our music is Better Days by John Worthy. You can contact us at wordlesspod at gmail.com. I'm Allison and that guy's Chris. Good
1: night. Good night.
0: I'm gonna start over. I forgot that I had an alarm on for 3.30. (laughs) This is the great thing about editing. I can just start over. (laughs) Thank
2: you so much, editor. (laughs) Yes, I am the editor.